1: The information contained on this platform represents the opinion of the host and shall not be understood, construed as or a substitute for medical or health advice. Please see a health professional who is aware of the facts and circumstances of your individual situation.
2: It's the Black Health 365 Podcast, and we are here to make sure you look good on the outside and even better on the inside.
1: After
3: all, looking good, feeling good, and living a healthy lifestyle 365 days of the year should be a daily choice.
2: Here at the Black Health 365 Podcast, we will address the healthcare disparities within the Black community.
3: With trusted voices and information.
2: To empower a healthy lifestyle. Ain't that right, Britt? I'm talking about mind, body, and soul. Greetings and salutations, 365ers. How are we doing? How are we feeling today? I hope you are doing and feeling amazing. And welcome to another episode of the Black Health 365 podcast. This is a very special episode. And before I tell you why it's so special, I'm Jackie Page, radio personality, as well as fitness coach, joined by my handsome co-host,
3: Peace and love, peace and love. It is Britt Daniels, your fit life coach, yogi and entrepreneur. This is the Black Health 365, and we are 365 days around the sun. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. And as you all know, it, we are champions of truth and change by providing you all with personalized health care information and resources from trusted professionals. We're here to empower the black community to make healthier choices all year long. And it has been one year long. Jackie, I'm excited for today's episode.
2: Yes. 365ers Britt took the words right out of my mouth we have been at this thing for 365 days which means the Black Hawk 365 podcast is officially one year up. okay I was hoping <laughs> you were gonna dance what was that?
3: I don't know, I'm just throwing up hand signs uh, <laughs> for the people that can't see. But Jack, you know, super excited about this. Um, yeah, we, we've had a lot of great conversations, a lot of good energy, a lot of wisdom. Um, and it's 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 insane how how fun this process has been. And my only hope is that in this process, we've touched lives and informed people the way that we envision. And I know I have been personally informed and my personal health habits have changed based on these conversations.
2: And I'm going to have to agree with you. Um, walking into the Black Health 365 podcast, um, I didn't know as much um, about topics that affected our community, but also I don't think I knew as much about myself. Um, I have learned a lot about myself um, as a woman, as a Black woman, um, as a as a as a personality on the radio, as a fitness professional. I've learned so much about myself through, during and throughout this pro- this podcast, this process. Um, So it's been really great. And 365ers, um, you know, what we're going to do today, we're going to switch things up just a little bit. We're actually going to go through some of our most memorable moments um, because, you know, I think it's really important for us just to take a second to just, you know, look back and reflect on how the Black Health 365 podcast has not only affected and changed you, but how it's also like changed and affected us.
3: Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to go kind of tick for tat on just all these memorable moments. Uh, but, you know, we still got to stick a little bit to the formula. So before we get into any of that today, Jackie, on the one year anniversary, how are you feeling in this season? <laughs> <I'm> <laughs>
4: <What's>
2: sorry, <today? laughs> If you're not watching on YouTube, I'm doing like a little dance. No, I'm feeling really good in this season. Um, one, because we are coming towards the end of the year. Um, which means things for me, as far as like the radio station goes, is starting to slow down. And even in the fitness realm, things are starting to slow down. So things are starting to calm down and it's just good to really stop and smell the flowers. So um, I'm excited. I have some travels in the books um, or on the books. So I'm ready to do those and and get moving around. So um, I'm feeling good this part of the year. What about you?
3: I love that. And I think I pretty much I'm not not to just just hop off your bandwagon, but I think I'm in the same place. You know where I'm at right now, a year ago, um, my career has really exploded. And, um, you know, this summer I really set a contract with myself and I'm going to grind, work hard, set up smart systems so that I can dive into softness in the winter. And so similar to you, I got some vacations planned. Um, I got new loves in my life, new friends and supports in my life. Uh, we have to talk about all that right now. But things are great. <laughs> things are really great. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to be stepping into a new year with a Black Hell 365 for the show. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Britt, now you know you can't be up here talking about new loves in your life and thinking we're not going to... we gonna, we going we gonna to table that for we'll another episode. We're going <laughs> to table that. Because when you said that, I was like, hold on, we ain't had that conversation yet now. We will flip this entire episode and talk <laughs> about Britt's love life. <laughs> okay. We're not going to do that. But... Um, <laughs> 365 is i got you we're gonna table that we're gonna get back to that because i know y'all want to know the same way i want to know where's the <laughs>
3: T? where's the tea But well, jackie <laughs> sticking to the, the the format you know what i'm saying um uh in terms of things that's been going on in the community in the world and science i was reading this article uh about health and exercise when is the best time of day to work out and i read this article s- studies have shown you know how these Harvard studies have shown <laughs> that working out in the morning um, is most beneficial. You know, did a study say people who work out between the ages, uh, between the times of seven to nine a.m., um, they see better results. You know, we both in the fitness world um, and trainers, so we kind of, kind of sometimes get it in when we can. How do you feel about that, and where are you at in terms of what makes most sense when you work out?
2: So the article was published by CNN Health. If anybody wants to check it out. Um, I, as a trainer, as somebody who, you know, has life that happens, and I'm sure, you know, there's a lot of people that life lives. Um, The best time for me to work out is typically in the evenings, afternoon, just because in the morning, I don't have the mental space um, to actually get up and do it. Or, you know, I've just worked all night long and I just can't physically get up to work out in the morning. And that's just me. Um, One of the things, and I understand Their reasoning, you know, it's if you wake up in the morning and you work out, you know, you're working from fat stores first versus uh, I think it was like glycogen store. I I get it. I don't want to go over anybody's head. Um, But as a trainer, what I tell my clients, because this thing, this health and fitness thing can be very complicated. It can be very overwhelming. What I tell my clients is, is work out when it works best for you. If that's in the morning do it in the morning. If that's in the afternoon, in the midday, do it then. If it's at night, do it then. I don't want my clients to be so obsessed about the perfect time of day so they can lose the most amount of weight that they just don't work out. So for me personally, I get it, comma, but... If you want to be realistic, realistically, you have to work out when it works best for you and your schedule, because that's what you're going to stay consistent with. Britt, what are your thoughts?
3: We nailed it on the head, Jackie. Um, you know, as trainers, I think it's I think the best trainers are also life coaches and everything that you just said. How does your lifestyle best reflect what your needs are? And for you know, the worry with them these scientific articles, which change based on who's doing the study and, um, you know, in the season. Is that people get so caught up in what you said, just those those metrics? If it doesn't work for you, though, it doesn't work for you. So personally, I do enjoy working out in the morning. Um, I have the most energy when I wake up in the morning, Um, but that's just me. But I know that's not for everybody. Uh, But um, yeah, it's something. (laughs) See that for Jackie? Then nah, that ain't for me, dog.
2: Not at all. Mm -mm. And part of that is like I cheered in high school. I cheered in uh, middle school, high school. I was a part of the marching band, the dance team in college. So I was always used to having to work out or having my workout in the afternoon, in the evening. So that's just routine for me. So to move that routine to the morning just feels weird because that's something I've never done. But again, because that routine works well for me, it works well for me. And I've been able to gain weight, lose weight, and put it all in between with doing this you know for years so again 365ers as a trainer both me and Britt, you know don't get caught up in all of the the studies like you know take the information take it you know with a grain of salt um but do what works best for you because honestly that's all you can do
3: to follow what do what works best for you is also kind of a follow-in into our dharma talk and um i say that to say of coming up on our 365 days of doing a Black Elf 365, it's important to celebrate yourself. And many times we don't celebrate ourselves and our goals and our accomplishments. Um, Me personally, I know I'm running a lot of different businesses and I feel like I gotta be in go, 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 go mode. But like Jackie said earlier, when do you stop and smell the flowers and recognize all the hard work that you put in? Um, It's really important that we take space to, to do that because it gives us empowerment, it helps us see a larger picture, um, and it represents self-love when you stop and celebrate yourself. And um, it's not out of a sense of vanity in any way, shape, or form. And if there's anyone around you that tells you no when you're celebrating yourself, maybe you need to assess if that person needs to be in your life. Maybe, maybe. Uh, so in recognition of our one-year anniversary, all 365 was listening, what things can you celebrate about yourself today, right now, today, as kevin gates would say uh <laughs> random tidbit mm-hmm. um what can you do to celebrate yourself today um jackie
2: <laughs> we'll take, i'm sorry it was a kevin gates from you we'll take it <laughs> that's one thing about Britt: you always gonna throw in somebody's hood rapper at some point in time and we appreciate it okay
3: you think we you did. get a zen but you're gonna get the yeah you're gonna get the country <laughs> we're gonna, <Okay>. we're gonna...
2: <laughs> that Back georgia boy always that he always finds his way to go
3: it's always a foot. It is always a foot.
2: <laughs> right. Hi, 365ers. So let's go ahead and hop into this conversation. Um, you know, as we said a little earlier, 365 days in, a year in, and we want to talk about some of our most memorable episodes. Um, so Britt, I'm going to kick it off to you. What would you say was uh, one of your most memorable
0: episodes?
3: Oh, for sure. One of the earlier episodes, it was "Clean Dreams," where we had a brother come on and talk about his um experience dealing with addiction, um, and his experience being in the uh, penitentiary system, getting out of there. And it was, you know, I obviously have spoke about it a lot in my own experience with mental health and uh, substance abuse, and I just related to this this man uh, on so many different levels with his journey. And um, it was one phrase that has stuck with me every single. Uh, day since we had that conversation. And for many 365 are listening, you know, we all go through trauma in our own ways and everything. And hopefully in our hero's journey, we can come out of that and learn something from a a grander landscape. And this quote really, I think, can help encapsulate that entire concept is that it's sometimes very difficult to tell a ugly story with pretty words. Um, And uh, that's, 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 that's interesting for me because as a black man, um, it was very difficult for me to express vulnerability uh, for a long period of time and to wrap language around my experience and what was going on. Luckily, yoga and wellness and fitness and and other uh, modalities of, of healing helped me develop that language. And I'm still learning that language. I always like to say healing is a work, a verb. But that statement was really powerful for me. It's very difficult to tell an ugly story with pretty words, and um, that, that really carried with me.
2: Completely agree. Um, let's take a quick look back at that episode.
1: I'm a recovering addict, long-term recovery with 18 plus years. The journey wasn't always easy for me, and it's not easy. I grew up in it. I was born in Craven Court, and my addiction, my struggle, was not pretty. And then when I do things like this, it's kind of hard for me to paint an ugly picture using pretty words because it was not pretty.
3: I get chills hearing his voice again after so long um, because you can just hear the gravity in his voice. You know, you can hear just this boundless wisdom and experience and everything that he said. And I'm just so proud of that, brother, uh, for working through it and navigating through it and 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 showing up in a space where I can hear it and receive it.
2: It was the realness for me. Um, the the authenticity, I think we've talked about that a lot over the last 365 days. It was just the realness and the authenticity and what he was saying. Like, you know, he wasn't sugarcoating anything. He wasn't, um, you know, beating around the bush. He's like, yo, this is my story and I'm about to give it to you, you know, raw and unfiltered. So, um, yeah, listening back to that, that, that. Whew, chills, yeah.
3: Chills. Jackie, what was a moment, another memorable moment for you?
2: I have to say, um... The infertility journey was probably one that stood out to me um, for a number of different reasons. One, because, you know, I'm a Black woman. Two, I have friends who dealt with it. I know a lot of women who are dealing with it. Um, and it's one of those things that we don't talk about. I think a lot of the episodes where we address things that we don't really talk about really stood out to me. And like I said, because I am a Black woman, I'm of the age of, you know, childbearing. At some point in time, I have friends who who have kids who have been through infertility um it it just really it it hit on for me um in a number of ways uh let's take a quick listen um and look
0: back at this episode thing that i know that a lot of women in the black community face are fibroids Um, the contribution of fibroids to one's fertility you know, I think that there's mixed data on that, but it certainly can be challenging to conceive depending on how many fibroids one has, how large the fibroids are and where they're located in the uterus.
2: Yeah, Um it hits home, you know, talking about infertility, but then also fibroids. That's something that um, I've openly talked about a few times um, on the podcast. It's something that both my mother and my grandmother have dealt with. It's something that um, I am very mindful of now as a woman. Um, so, yeah, that one hit home for me. Um, and another one that really hit home for me um, is alopecia. We talked about alopecia. That was I actually have alopecia areata. Um this was my first time talking about alopecia publicly. Um, friends, family, they know, but I've never really kind of opened up and talked about my alopecia journey and what it's been like for me ever. So this was um, one that hit close to home, but then also um, just a moment of, I guess, wusa, because I was able to just let, all of that that I had been holding in, I could finally just talk about it and breathe and, and bring awareness to to alopecia and and um, kind of, you know, what I've been going through. So let's take a quick look back at uh, this episode. Would you feel if you had to have a needle stuck in your head, especially if you have multiple spots? So and I've been in that situation before where I've had. More than one, more than two. And they had to work their way around my head. And you're just telling me like, oh, it's just a needle. No, it's not just a needle. Like this needle is going in my head. Just another thing. I feel like we just need to dermatologists and not you but if there are any dermatologists listening that's something you need to stop doing just like people need to stop saying oh it's just hair oh you not you need to just stop stressing out like stop saying that it really does take a toll on people and for a very long time you know just kind of hearing that stuff and having to deal with that stuff you know going back to the derma talk you know
0: i didn't speak positively to myself because
1: Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken; they're true to chicken. The McCrispy, only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba.
2: It was a it was a lot. My hair is coming out. I don't know why it's coming out. I have to go to the doctor to go get these needles stuck in my head. Like I didn't like who I was for a very long time because of this whole process.
3: You know, Jackie, hearing your voice, you know, you're in general, I would assess a very passionate person and hearing your voice and the authenticity um, and and, and those in those comments. You know, I had to take a step back and I was like, wow, I can't I can't express enough how how much I appreciate the vulnerability there. And as a man speaking on both infertility, fibroids and alopecia, I learned so much in that aspect. And I feel like those conversations have allowed me to show up for women in my life better. Um, and I have had a lot of conversations um, in, in the time period since we've had those conversations. So, yeah, thank you.
2: Now, um, thank you for being a part of this process of being a part of this journey. Um, 365ers, me and Britt talk a lot about, you know, things that we want to address, things that we want to talk about um, and we have both, um, you know, Britt kind of talked about, you know, his substance abuse, uh, you know, situations in the past. We both, you know, just had big aha moments and big moments of just like, you know, what we're going to open up about our lives. So, um, you know, thank you for, you know, one, sharing your story, but then also just, you know, pushing me to share my story, too.
3: Absolutely. And, and speaking about our own personal narratives, um, you know, one conversation that really stuck out to me um, was our conversation on yoga, mindfulness and neuroscience. As I spoke about on a lot of podcasts, yoga, neuroscience, positive psychology, growth mindset are things that really helped me come out of my deep depression and substance abuse. So the conversation we had with Dr. Dutton, um, was, 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 uh, it was a treat for me, um, to really break down, you know, I'm a, I'm a nerdy kid at heart, the science of what's happening in the brain and how spirituality can be connected with science, um, and that was really, really cool. So we uh, would just like to play a clip from that conversation.
0: Study of the nervous system. And I like to say the nervous system because when most people, when they think of the nervous system, they just think of the brain. But it's not only just the brain, but it's all of the nerves that leaves your central nervous system from your spinal cord, you know, and enters into your limbs that interact with all of our major organs. We have a massive independent nervous system in our stomach called the enteric nervous system. So the nervous system is really all of those parts, all of the nerves and neurons that comprise our body as well as our brain.
2: That was a very enlightening conversation, I must say. I ended up learning a lot. Um, me and you have talked a lot about um, just like yoga and mindfulness and, um, you know, Taking a step back and looking at things a little more scientifically was very interesting for me. So um, that really kind of pulled me into the yoga world and to the mindfulness world because, you know, I'm always guessing, "Well, Brent, well, what do I, make this make sense? And what's the what's the? And I don't get it. I make it. I don't the math ain't math." And so that was a really enlightening conversation for me. It, it
0: was. <laughs> it
3: was very definitely. Some of the conversations were definitely very technical. The prefrontal cortex versus the amygdala. Um, you know, the, 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 yoga terms, pranayama, you know, it, it, got a little technical, but it's definitely a fun ca- uh, conversation to revisit. And what I love so much about the black Pale 365, me personally being a nerd is just all the science and all the trusted professionals that we bring on because these people have done deep research into these topics, um, uh, regarding the black community and a topic that a lot of people in the black community, you know, struggle with is high blood pressure, stroke, uh, heart attack, I have a lot of people in my family who have struggled from these things and actually recently going to the hospital myself, I've discovered that I am predisposed to high blood pressure as as well. And so we had a great conversation with a couple of people about their experiences.
2: So it's crazy that you say that. Um, I feel like high blood pressure, high cholesterol, all that type of stuff runs in my family too. Um, And um, one of the episodes that we did um, was with somebody that I actually know personally. His name is Sam Pruitt. Um, He works We worked together for the same company um, and he had a heart attack at the age of 29. And I mean, I've met Sam a few years ago and one, I would have never known and two, he's never said anything. So for him to open up and talk about his story and talk about his journey was really like, oh, wow. But then also for him to talk about it being 29, like this happened at him or happened to him at such an early and young age um, that it, it really was like, uh, a, a wow moment for me. So uh, let's take a quick look at this episode. does life, or what does life look like after um, you have a heart attack? I, I think we kind of talk about the before, the the moment it happens, but what does life look like afterwards? Um, you know, do you still have to go to the doctor? Is there still medication that's involved? Um, what does that after look like?
5: I am medicine for life. And basically, just to explain how my genetics work, my body does not stop making cholesterol. So, we have a receptor protein that tells your body, all right, we don't eat anymore. But I was born without it. So, my body continues to produce cholesterol. Uh, when I was younger, it was a lot of good cholesterol. So, yeah, the doctors didn't Worried, worried about it, but not too much. But as I got older again, eating that fast food, then it was the bad cholesterol that really started to pack on. I would say maybe four years after a heart attack, you know, in in answering your question too, what does it look like? Doctor visits, not missing a doctor visit. So making sure I stay in communication with my doctor, understanding things. So if I happen to go to somebody else, and because my case is so different where they didn't really know how to treat me because I was so young. That's crazy. 29.
3: I'm 29 now. <laughs> I'm 29 now and um it puts things in perspective and also makes me just want to tighten up on all the things I already think I'm tightening up on. Um but a lot of these things as we've talked about in our conversations are genetic sometimes. We're predisposed to these things. Um and unfortunately there's some things that are out of control no matter how much control we want to have on them. And um you know an extension from this conversation is our conversation that we had a great conversation with a great speaker Dr. Benson Um, where we spoke about the connection between high blood pressure, stroke and dementia, all things that deal with the vessels in our body. Um, and, um, that episode was enlightening and, um, um, a little nerve wracking. (laughs) My grandmother unfortunately suffered from dementia. I have a, a, a grandfather who died from heart attack and, um, those, those conversations definitely hit home for me. If we can play a clip.
2: Really quick, before the clip, I would have to say I would have to agree because, um, you know, my, my grandmother is dealing with dementia as well. Um, so, yeah, um, it hits close to home. Let's check this out. And a
3: follow up question to that for someone who is maybe 46 years old, who has issues. Is it too late for them to to change their
1: life to get to get to get it together? No, that's a great. I'll start with the second question first. I'll say it's never too late. Um, I think um, we can always, it's never too late to make a change, a positive change in your life, and your lifestyle. I think that that's very important and you will get uh, benefits if now, in terms of decreasing your risk of uh, um, long-term complications uh, between um, 28 and 45, that sort of midlife period, um, I think that's one thing. But it, let's say that you didn't do that and you have a stroke or you recognize at at 50 that you have um, high blood pressure. You can still change your lifestyle moving on beyond that point. And so um, I think that that's important. You know, hearing this. It's
3: it's, it's interesting. Again, as trainers, Jack, we, we do our best to take care of our bodies, but sometimes we it's it's, it's only so much we can do. Um, So it really puts things in perspective. You know, another conversation (laughs) that was perhaps one of our most interesting conversations um, and super fun was a conversation on narcissistic abuse within relationships. Uh, We talk about relationships a lot (laughs) on um, this podcast, maybe with our check ins. And that conversation was was interesting because we we really got a, um, a, a lifetime movie <laughs> description of one of the most toxic things I have ever heard of. But um, and I know it's triggering for some people to listen to. I feel like it was cathartic for our speaker um, to talk about it. And I'm happy that we got the whole space for her. If we can just have a clip from that.
2: narcissist has been thrown around a lot lately on social media. He a narcissist. She a narcissist. He did this. He did that. Kendall, what exactly is a narcissist? I guess a, a a visual of
0: what that looks like. It's like a person on heroin. And on, they don't rest until they get that fix. And it's like once they get that fix, it's like a... So until they get a horrible reaction out of you, they're going to poke, poke and poke and poke and poke and poke and poke until they get a reaction. And once they get the reaction,
2: it's like a... I can rest now. Can I tell you, I am still like, because I, like I said, it really gave Lifetime Movie, but that was her, that was a real situation for her. Like you hear of these respective situations, but you never think you'll actually meet somebody. So the fact that, you know, Kendall was able to come on and talk about her experience, um, one, kudos to her, but then two, like it's a real thing. It's it's such a real thing. Like I still am like just listening back to that. I'm still just like, yo, that's crazy. That's crazy.
3: Absolutely. And what I love about the Black health 365 is that we don't only just touch topics that are medical related, research based, um, but also things that deal with social. Um, and this was a really great fluid conversation about an- anecdotal experiences that people go through that are real to the black experience. Um yeah that was that was an interesting conversation to say the least and triggering because i definitely have some narcissists that have been in my life god bless their souls i wish them the best
2: i think we all have (laughs) yeah that was a a a, 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 moment i like i said just still cannot believe that that is something that um you know she went through but i'm happy that she was able to speak on it um I think one of the episodes that I also really enjoyed, partly because you know I didn't have to do it, um, was your 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 men's health discussion. Really, really enjoyed that. because it was just nice to sit back and, you know, just hear guys talk about health and, and wellness and, and be open and be, um, be transparent. That's not something we get a lot of. Um, so I really, really, really enjoyed being able to take a step back, you know, let you do your thing, but really just see like the openness and, and the transparency that you, all, that you all shared and had during that moment. Um, I, I really, really, really enjoyed that episode. Um, let's take a quick listen
3: all this look like for you? And what has your journey been like?
4: Um I'll, uh, I'll jump in. Uh, wanna go right? Go for it, man, let's go. Um, um Well, first, I must say I'm honored to be here once again. And I think wellness for me, Um, It has been a journey and I always say a lot of us, especially men of color, when we think wellness, all we think is the physical. Um, We were taught that, you know, even if you play sports as a kid, it was workout and stretch and physical, physical, but we never were taught the mental. And I think over the last few years, I'm really proud to see that so many black men are open to talking about mental illness. Uh, I always say, you know, the, the mental and the physical are just as important. Um, but a lot of us, for years, we kind of just shunned it off. If somebody had something mentally that they were going through, whether it's depression, uh, whether it's anxiety, um, you know, you were taught that, you know, he just crazy. Or she is crazy. Don't my uncle, you know, that's that crazy uncle. But not knowing that crazy uncle might be dealing with PTSD, might be dealing with something. Um, so I'm honest to see that we're all in a space where we can talk about these things openly and, and not feel judged.
1: Happy 62nd
5: birthday, Granddad.
1: Thanks, sweetheart. I got you this. A mug. Oh, thank you. Uh, What does it say? Beware. If you were 60 or older, you may be at increased risk of hospitalization from RSV. Respiratory syncytial virus compared to adults younger than 60.
0: Not all dangers come with warning labels. Talk to your pharmacist or doctor about getting vaccinated against RSV today. Learn more at bewareofrsv.com. Brought to you by Pfizer.
3: I love that conversation so much. Um, you know, Black men obviously disproportionately suffer from mental health issues. And it's rare that Black men get together together without any bravado and can just say, hey, bro, I'm going through this. What you're going through, what was your journey like? And, um, you know, speaking with Quicksilver, King Tut, and Rock T, um, brothers who have done a lot of deep self work, it it, it was inspiring to say the least. And, um, you know, that, that conversation even informed me in my own career, what I want to do and what type of impact I want to have. You know, as a black man that suffered a lot, that found yoga and wellness, I want to create those resources, make those resources more accessible and equitable and so um, I was really grateful for that conversation, Jackie. I'm not going to lie to you.
2: I'm happy that we were able to do that. And I'm, was, I'm happy that I was able to, again, like sit back and just watch. And, um, you know, it was a powerful conversation. Again, like you said, it's men don't get in those spaces. Y'all don't have those moments to be open, to be real about what you all are going through. Um, so to to see you all do that. and And I say this because. I know Tut personally. I know Quick personally. I know you personally. Um, you know, that's a moment that hit home for me just to see you guys sitting down and and talking and just, you know, changing the lives of men by having that conversation. That was that was a good moment for me.
3: Again, truth to power with every conversation that we have in a Black Hill 365 from the science based research from um, the mental health.
1: Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy, Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Health talks from the
3: social and also fun conversations and fun topics uh, like we had with the salad lady.
2: Oh, my gosh. Can I say that I absolutely love this episode? Because we got to eat. 365ers, if you didn't already know, one thing I like to do is eat. So the fact that we actually got to like make a salad was amazing. And it wasn't like the normal salad. It was a different salad. And it was so good. I think we really, when we think about like salads, we get to the, oh, it has to be lettuce and a little dressing. Like it's the same type of salad. So to, you know, sit down with that salad lady um, and, and have some fun when it, it came to cooking and, and the different colors and the different tastes, tastes of like the spices that was that was fun for me. And I got to eat. Okay, eat.
3: Repeat. And I got to eat. One quote I loved that you said it colors. One quote that stuck with me from that conversation though, you know, a lot of healthcare professionals are always like count your calories, count your macros, but she was like, count your colors. Look at your plate. How colorful is your plate? Does it look like the Power Rangers? <laughs> that was that stuck with me.
2: I absolutely love that she said that. And I like that you brought that up because you're right in this profession of like health and wellness. We get really tied into like counting your macros, count, counting, your calories. Um, but I think counting your colors is just as important. You need to make sure that you're getting those fruits and those vegetables in uh, the macro and the micronutrients macro and micronutrients that come along with those Um and we forget to do it because we're not looking at our color. So I love that you brought that brought that up. But, yeah, that was by far like one of my I like that. I like that episode. We got to eat. We need to do that more often. We need we need to eat more often on here.
3: <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Um, but a ton of memorable moments, Jackie, a ton of memorable moments. It's, it's been a full year. There's definitely uh, uh, so many more conversations to be had um, and I'm excited for it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's get into that salad lady clip. Making me hungry, thinking about it.
0: One of the reasons I chose this salad, and I'll come to me, like you're looking at those ingredients. One of the reasons I chose this salad is because a lot of times I people think of salads as being bowls Full of rabbit food, right? You know, you're like, oh, it's just lettuce and some vegetables, that traditional garden salad blend that you see at restaurants. One of the reasons I started this brand is because I wanted people to reimagine salad making. You know, look at it as yes, every bowl is an opportunity and every bowl can be a full meal deal. Now, one of the things that I always emphasize to people, me personally, it's not a rule that everyone has to follow, but I don't count calories, I count colors. So, if you think about it with that lens, in that lens, you know, if you're counting color, colors, and I don't mean like ketchup, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> but if you're counting whole produce colors, you're probably picking something pretty healthy to eat. And if you focus on those colors, you know, people will still count calories. They'll still do the points thing. They'll still, you know, probably count the macros. But if you focus on color, usually you really can't go wrong And anything else you eat. Well, it's just kind of extra, but you base it on color. So with what I put together here, if you look at it, it's color. I could have chosen to use a green pepper, but I chose a yellow one. Now, red is actually among the most nutritious peppers, but I didn't choose the red because I got something else red in the box. You know what I'm saying? And then I have something purple, nice deep purple. And notice how dark the colors are. They're dark, they're bold, they're beautiful. And we choose these colors because the darker the vegetables, the more nutrients they have. So if you think in dark colors, vibrant colors, eating those all the time, you're getting in maximum nutrition. And if you eat this, if you eat at least one of these every day, at least one nice colorful salad a day, you're going to get your daily intake of veggies and fruits. Does that make sense? Yeah, it really does.
2: I don't think I noticed the colors until you just pointed out. I'm looking down at what I have and I'm like, there's the green, the orange, yes. the yellow, the red, the yes. purple.
0: There's yes. a rainbow of colors. There is a rainbow of colors. And you have your proteins as well.
2: Britt, I don't know. You look really good in the kitchen. I, I just, you know, that looks that like your a, new face.
3: A, that could be my new niche. I might need to just start a whole new TikTok. A whole... <laughs>
2: You know, All
3: black man with muscles in the kitchen. I don't know. I think that might sell. <laughs> I think that might I sell. Think we,
2: I think we may be on to something. And you heard me here first on the Black health 365 podcast. One year episode. Yes. We made it. 365 days. It's crazy. We're here. So many more topics to cover. So much, so many more life-changing moments um, to come forth. So 365ers, thank you for doing this journey with us. Thank you for doing life with us because that's what we're doing right now is we're doing life together. You know, if we were out shopping, out shopping for clothes, that would be a different situation. But no, we're talking about life and making sure that we live our, our lives to the best. Um, so thank you for hanging in here with us. And I can't wait to see what the next 365 uh has to bring. Britt, what's your 365?
3: My 365 is what I always say at the end of every episode. It is your responsibility to be an advocate for your health, move in peace and maintain. Love those around you.
2: I and approve that whole, <laughs> <laughs> I that whole entire message. And my what's your 365 would be. Stop and smell the, stop and smell the flowers. I keep getting tongue tied today, but take a second and stop to smell the flowers. I think that's exactly what we did today. Um, going back and looking back at you know where we've been the last 365 days, take a second to just rejoice and like Britt said earlier during the Dharma talk, celebrate what you've been through, um, where you are and where you're going. So yeah, celebrate and stop and smell the flowers. Uh, 365ers, as always, if you have something that you want us to cover, something that you want us to dive into, hit us up on Instagram black health 365 that is the ig you can find me on instagram at love jackie page
3: and you can find me at all platforms at profit walk in peace 365 days of the year peace <laughs> namaste
2: and love we did it <laughs> Black Health 365 is an Urban One and Reach Media production hosted by Jackie Page and Britt Daniels, created by Samuel Tatum and Laura Lopez, executive produced by Brittany Jackson and Kadisha Campbell, editing and production, Jahit Whitehead, sales and corporate sponsorship, Patty Johnson.